Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're back. It's the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Get your horns up because here we go. Horns up, talking Texas podcast. We go into Manhattan. We're favored. We beat K-State. Huge win for the Horns. Also, not only do we win in football. Win in basketball. We win in basketball, too. Tyrese Hunter, the newly acquired guard via the uh, the transfer portal, was fantastic. Dylan Mitchell looked good. Dylan Mitchell looked solid. I think, obviously, we have some, starting with basketball, we'll get You to said football. we have rebounding issues. We do. I, that was our problem last year, too. Our problem last year was rebounding and three-point shooting. Our defense is always going to be there. And I didn't see enough yesterday in either department that I was like, wow, we really improved. I'm hoping Serge Barry Rice, which is in the running for best name in college basketball, um, really shows me something going forward. He looked good from three. I think he could be a good spark. Um, I'm very interested in him. I'm interested in Morris. Uh, shot the three ball well. But Dylan DeSue is like, you bring him in, one of the top rebounders. Not, I think he might have been the top rebounder when we brought him in in SEC he, he play. Was. And he led the SEC in rebounds for, now, for Vanderbilt. Nowhere to be found really out there. But I'm looking at it now. He played 22 minutes. He had three rebounds. I kind of feel like, like that injury that set him back for a while might have. Totally. You know, you get less aggressive, and obviously, rebounding is all—it's all positioning, it's all yep. hustle. It's you know the height helps, confidence mm. too. Yeah, Rice off the bench in that second unit with Bishop. Morris obviously is a rookie, so it's going to take a bit of time for him to get acclimated. And same with Mitchell; like it's going to take time for those two to really get. What was cooking. Score? Hunter. Yeah, he. I mean, Hunter. It's going to be the Hunter and Car show. Where did he transfer from again? Iowa State. Um, he's one of the top. He was one of the top freshmen in the Big Twelve last year, and so bringing yeah. him over has been massive. He, he, you just want to see something about- from Timmy Allen and Marcus Carr from three. That's like for me. I'm like I would like that was like my kicker for them last year, and Carr had an over yeah. four showing, and Timmy didn't. even It was pull. a tune up game. It was UTEP first game of the season. We got a big test next week against Gonzaga, and we have some other uh, big matchups as well, just for non conference play. Yeah, I mean, Creighton. Illinois, Creighton, oh. but they both have size, exactly. and so does Gonzaga. So, no, it'll be some true tests to see if we can really compete this year and make a true run in the tournament. We got a lot of wins, though. I mean, Ron Garland committed, five-star recruit. He committed to Texas last or this week, mm-hmm. earlier this week. And then on the football recruiting side, we're doing really well. Yeah, kick us uh, back to football. Kicking us back to football, we'll get into K-State, but I just really want to get into the wins that we've had lately in recruiting. Colton Vasek, he was the... OU commit defensive end out of Westlake 
was teetering back and forth, and then finally he committed today. Archie Manning's been doing work trying to get him part of our squad. He has a bunch of teammates on Westlake that already committed to Texas, so he mm. just joins that elite group of Westlake players. But 6'6", 230-pound defensive end, lean, kind of reminds me of like a Nick Bosa um, you know, those those defensive ends that are bred at Ohio State, I think those guys, you know, kind of really um, translate to what he is as a player. Mm-hmm. But it's huge for recruiting in general because we're able to flip these top guys. Who's a four-star. Next up, Anthony Hill, who decommitted from Texas A&M. That was the guy that I've been high on for a long time. Alex De La Torre, former guest of Horns Up, had nothing but great things to say about the young man, Anthony Hill. And I think that we have a solid chance of getting him. He's actually taking a visit on Saturday against the TCU game where college game that will be. And of course there's another guy named um, I believe Peyton Bowen, mm-hmm. five-star safety recruit right now who was committed Notre to Dame. Notre Dame, who was also taking a vi- visit and he's the number two. That player in Texas. Player yeah. In Texas. Uh, behind Jackson Arnold. Den uh, yeah. Both Denton boys. Den Ryan, Den Geyer. Yeah, I I think that I mean the Anthony Hill is a big kicker. I mean Peyton Bowen is unfortunately Clemson losing to Notre Dame kind of hurt us last week. Um, but the big thing for Peyton Bowen is that he's planning on playing baseball and football at Notre Dame. So I really think that if he if he really wants to continue to play baseball, he's probably going to stick to Notre Dame because I really don't know if Texas will allow him, nor will he even get an opportunity to play. Why wouldn't we allow him to do that? When's the last time we did it? I I don't know if we've had the opportunity with a player like him. Maybe though, I mean, True. there's it happens all the time with like F like FSU or Jameis play both. Yeah, Kyler, Kyler. obviously played both. I mean, this guy's a five star safety. Like you know, he's not he, a quarterback. Like he could definitely sure. Do and both. like you also want to be in a position where you're getting as many guys from Texas as humanly possible. Yeah, you want to win the state. And mm-hmm. he's a he's a Texas player. He's from Denton. Like you, you want to go and you want to rip him from Notre Dame. Like that's what we're gonna like lose he, it. Lose to A and M. That's one thing. I'm not losing a guy in, in Texas. He a, also to might. Notre Dame. I think garner more nil money. If you, obviously if he came to Texas, but you're playing for Texas football and for Texas baseball. Like that is a really big pedigree to be playing mm. for both sports and yeah you can get a lot of money in austin texas if you're a star of both sure. sports. well obviously ut baseball perennial contender in omaha every single year yep. and that's where sark and the rest of the staff is trying to get this football team to and mm. in omaha really good yeah <laughs> get them to omaha get them to the Lord, cfb no. championship semifinal, and then Let's to, the, the, to the final every single year um you mentioned you know vasic and then hill the Vasic news that was you mentioned that Arch put that on yeah. on social and he tagged Hill. He tagged Hill. He tagged uh, Jonte Cook as well. Or? Yes, he did. He, t- he tagged Jonte Cook's already with us. Already right. with us. He's, he's not going. He's nowhere. been high on the recruiting train board as well. I love when players utilize their personal like social media and then of course they tweet out and then they text the guys where they're actually like coming in as a recruiter as well. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're almost playing. Like double double role, they they play as the player, a recruit, mm. and a recruiter. Yeah, yeah. it's so it's, powerful. It's those conversations that fans love to see. Also, right that yeah. we that we normally they used to happen behind closed doors where it would be like, hey man, it would be super fun if we played together. Right? How sick would it be? It, and now it's 100%. happening right in front of our faces on social well, media. We've seen it all season long. As guys have openly said that they want to play with Arch Manning. Right. I mean, you have the opportunity to play with someone like that. Like you want, like you're going to do it, especially wide receiver. Another thing that to consider as well, there's a receiver right now in Aggieland 
Evan Stewart. Oh my it's god. Not working out really well over there. He's They've got a, five straight five straight losses and who knows how much longer Jimbo Fisher's gonna end up being there. That might be a situation where he comes over to the horns and, and suits up as a wide receiver next season. But that's that whole team. Like I mean, he's a real talent. And obviously with the transfer portal being put, I know Gabe Brown, though Dindy's upset, the defensive tackle. I read that somewhere. Who knows who the deal Walter Nolan is. But they were, they were guys, I mean, they had such a massive recruiting class last year. Looking at it now, I mean, bringing in a guy like Stewart, he's a start, He's a guy you start right away Yeah, across from Xavier Worthy. I mean, we're going to lose Jordan Whittington, so we, we need someone to step up in that and slot. We love Whittington on the show as much as we love any player. But that's a big upgrade. Yeah, it's not the same kind Health of player. Health-wise and skill-wise. It's not the same skilled player. Like, Whittington's like really, he's like a little Jordan Humphrey type, like really good possession receiver. Yeah. Always open, good hands, good body, good after the catch. Evan Stewart's like, hey, that guy could play on Sunday. Play on Sunday. That guy could win the Bolitnikov. Oh, my God, in the right setting. Mm-hmm. And if you're like, well, here's the deal. Like, I forget who said this. To- Michael Griffin said it to us. He was like, when you had a guy like Vince Young on the team, when you had a guy like Colt McCoy, and you had these pro-level big-name guys at a big-name school, and all the eyes, like, look at this. Where's game day again? Austin, Texas, baby. Game day's back to us. So you're in the prime time all the time. If you're in the prime time of a prime school and you're winning, and you have a player like Arch Manning who is not Bronny James, but if he plays well... He could be because he, he could be the Mannings are behind behind LeBron in popularity in America. But as far as football family names goes, they're number one. They have their own TV show, Monday Night Football. So if this kid actually plays well, which all signs are pointing to him playing extremely well, he's, an, he's a good athlete, not only just a thrower like Peyton, Eli, then all of a sudden all eyes are on Austin and you want to be there because other scouts are going to be looking like Michael Griffin was saying. Yeah. Well, he wanted you- to be out there when all the other guys were there and like, they want to prove that they're also worthy yeah. of getting that love from the from the scouts. Hundred percent. And he'll be competing with Quinn on campus, even if you know our expectations are true and right. Arch ends up redshirting. They're still going to be in practice every single day, yeah. competing together. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah, I mean, know? you also have Quinn there, nonetheless. Like, and he, he's he's drawing some attention as well. People sure. have pointed to like that being an issue, right? Where it's like, oh, you've got two five star, number one overall recruit style quarterbacks. Kapui, like there's been so many like OU. You right? got to be there for three years anyway. Yeah, so what does it really matter? Exactly. Like OU had Baker, then they had Kyler, then they had Jalen. Right. I mean, Bama's they, got Bama had Jalen, then they had Tua. Now they have Mac Jones, and now they have Bryce Young. Like it's okay for guys to wait their turn. I mean, as it should. Exactly. You you don't you don't want to be the big fish in the small pond. You want to be the big fish in the big pond. Like, and sometimes you got to wait your turn, right? But like you're saying, Mac Jones only needed one year, real, really one year of starting to be a top twenty pick in the NFL draft. He didn't. Devonta Smith like didn't need like he needed one year to be the number one guy to win the Blit- Blitnikoff. Mm-hmm. He didn't need like all years to oh to like really garner the respect that he deserved. Like he needed one year. A lot of the a lot of the Bama running backs. That's all they need is one year. I mean Josh Jacobs. Look at, like, look at Burrow. Like the starter at Jamar one? Chase sat out a year. And look it's at Joe Burrow. Matter. Joe Burrow only needed that one year. I, I mean, mean he yeah. played two seasons at Cam, LSU, but that was the one year that really put him on the board, number one overall. Did it with Cam Newton. Like Cam Newton was in the same boat as Joe Burrow. He but he transferred to Auburn. He did one year. Like you only need one really special year to play on Sundays, and you need the eyes on you, and you need to be playing in prime time. And Texas, there's going to be a big 
turnover in Alabama and actually not to look too far ahead because we have to touch on this K-State game, which I'll give a eight out of, no, I'm giving that a seven and a half out of 10. Well, cause it kind of showed signs of the Texas teams all season and of years past of letting go of the, the lead at halftime. We well, only scored three points. 31, 10. Point. We were up on them. Yeah, I'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, we scored 34 second. points in total. Yeah. We scored three points in the second half. Horrible. We got outscored 17-3 to three in the second half. And the thing with just what I was at the point I was finishing, there's going to be a big turnover in Alabama next year, as there always is. But this, in my eyes, and like we were discussing on our other show, a bit more than others because we were already seeing it on the offensive side with skill players. We're not having as much turnover as they are. We're a younger team. So if you finish hot and finish on the hot start, that's the big opponent you see in Tuscaloosa next year. And that could be the biggest state, one of the bigger statement games in the history of our, like our tenure of like really supporting this program since we went to school there in almost the last decade. But to the K State game, you guys, you guys hit it already. Like we let that lead slip. It was thirty-one ten, and we were smashing them, getting every like. Look, Bijan Robinson had a two hundred yard game on the ground. He had like a couple of catches, which we still wanted to see more of. Quinn wasn't spectacular, but the minute I was in a group text and some guy was like, our play call gets too conservative. We let teams back in the game. And someone was like, we beat the number 13 team in the country. Like stop being so negative. And it's like, dude, we have three losses. Stop being negative. It's looking for signs of improvement and looking for ways to improve. Because if we were perfect, and we went and beat the number 13. They wouldn't have been ranked ahead of us. But we go in and beat this team and take care of business like that. Then we're like patting each other on the back. But to be up 31-10 on a team you're favored over, let them back in 17 points and barely squeak one out because they had a shot with the last drive. Like Our defense, looked, well, some of the best our defenses looked. That's probably the best our defense has ever looked in, as far as I've seen against a running quarterback. There has to be room for improvement. Sark... I just don't know what it is. He gets too cute with the play calls, pitching on third down. Like, what planet are we on there? I'm going like, to keep echoing it. I say it every single week. He needs to stop calling the plays. And I don't know. I'm not saying that he's calling the plays, the plays bad to start, but there are certain things the head coach needs to be able to do to make adjustments for the second half when you're able to go into the locker room and say, all right, I'm going to talk to my defense. I'm going to talk to my offense. You only have so much time, mm. right? You have like 20 minutes at halftime in college football to really get your game plan back in line. So if he's spending all of his time on the offense side of things, that's leaving nothing for the defense. And look, that wasn't our issue. Our issue was the offense in the second half. But they need to have a coordinator or an analyst or somebody just run the play call. Sark needs to advise. He has the final say on what the play is, but he needs to just focus on the big scheme of things, the entire game, managing yeah. the game itself and getting all of his units completely sound. But it, no matter whoever calls, the, I don't care who calls the plays. I just care about the plays that are being called. That's like my big issue. The big issue is the play call was like so conservative. Conservative. And I also think that substitutions as well, defensive not defensive, offensive substitutions, right? Like bringing in Roshan the right times or bringing in um, Keelan Robinson the right times, you know? And yeah. Utilizing those guys. They're doing two tight end looks with Sanders and Billingsley. Like, we have two of the top tight ends in the conference, maybe even the country. Yeah. I mean, we brought in red. That was nice to see. Like, Sanders, Worthy, and Whittington, I, they barely combined for 100 yards, you know? So it's not something you want to see. And... Obviously, X-Men had the two touchdowns, which is great. But we didn't have a pass completed longer than 21 yards. 
And Quinn's deep ball, like, obviously left a lot to be desired against Oklahoma State, but we still can't be afraid to air it out because yeah. he does have the strength. True. He just he just needs the precision. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I like this game. Confidence booster for the Horns. They go in and beat a ranked team, and you know, they get back in the discussion to win the Big 12. Mm. They're second behind TCU, and if they get this win against TCU this week, I mean, you're right there writing your own path, basically. You yeah. went out, and yeah. you essentially win the Big 12. Ultimately, they won the game against Kansas State, and there have been Great. there have been Correct. times in the last year and a half where they have crumbled and not won those type of games. So, it's about taking those progressive steps forward. Again, last year our record was five and seven. We've yeah. already beat ours. President, the wins. We're bowl eligible. Right? We're, bowl eligible. We're back. Like, <laughs> we are trending in the right direction. We are competing in a Big Twelve conference that has a lot of. Very solid teams. And we have a target on our back still. Always. Always. Mm. That'll never change. It won't change, but bigger than ever just because of the SEC move. Yeah. yeah. I think that, look, we were the we were the better team. We were favored in this game. We ended up winning. It's not the exact same comparison, but I saw a very savvy Titans team play the Chiefs on the NFL uh, Sunday night game, and the Titans were up eight points going into the fourth quarter and they, they had an opportunity to kick a field goal and they weren't able to execute and put themselves up 20 to nine. And then guess what? The chiefs came back and they ended up tying the game and then winning the game. Mm-hmm. And I know we only scored three points in the second half, but it was crucial that we at least got Closed that out. amount. Right. Yeah, and yeah. We, we were able to kind of get that monkey off of our back and, and do enough. Right. Um, but that's not going to cut it against teams like TCU who we're going to play this weekend and yeah. it's really exciting that we get another game day in Austin. I think it's, it's huge for recruiting. I mean, it's you, indicative of just how much people enjoy going to that city. Yeah. In general, yeah. whether it's people who are recruits, it's the best, it's the best place to go in the big The 12. media, big probably probably maybe the country. Without a, would you we're you, a t- we, we're a top 5 destination to go watch a game in the country for we sure. We live in LA. Where would you rather go watch a oh, game? Austin. Okay. Down. Easily. No I've never been to an SEC LSU, of course, is probably amazing as well. But in terms of a city to like go to a game, number one, you know, have a tailgate, then go out afterwards, get a grab a good meal, have a good weekend. It's gotta be Austin. I mean, maybe my I think Miami. It's a pain in the you know no, what to yeah, get there, right? I think the only other pick is LA. I think you're underrating LA, but because a lot of people UNLV. don't live in LA <laughs> and then get to go there and then get to go to the beach, get to go to the game. Yeah, like, I'm sure it's great. Depending, here's the thing about Los Angeles, really quickly versus Austin. It's easier to do Los Angeles wrong than it is to do Austin wrong. I think you need more time in LA than just like uh, a weekend. The Austin staples are so clear. Is that? Yeah, it's more it's more condensed. Yeah, I could give everyone a good. I could give you a good uh, forty eight hours in in Austin. If you give me forty, give me a good forty eight hours in Los Angeles. Tough. I could do it. Obviously, we all can do it. It's just a lot tougher. You also have to pick and choose like what area do you want to hang out in. You know. Yeah. You're totally, right. you're marrying an area versus Austin, like it's a little more uh, accessible. Um, but yeah, yeah, the game you go downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Like the thing also we'll it's pretty simple. Yeah, a couple of restaurants. Yeah, I would say if we beat TCU once, and then ultimately, if it comes to it, beat them twice and win the Big Twelve championship, we're going to be going to New Orleans again. Like we'll be going to the Sugar Bowl again. You know, which last time we went to the Sh- playing it's like Bama again, maybe. You know what? You know what? You know who might get there? LSU? No. Tulane might get there. I'm not even kidding. Are they undefeated? They're one one loss. They're ranked in the top 18 right now. 
New Orleans team. I thought it's I thought it's the winner of the Big Twelve and the winner of the. I think SEC. there's an. At, I think you can. No, not I thought an at large. I think I don't know. I think it's SEC and Big Twelve. Unless we're a, a New Year's Six. Yeah, if we're a New Year's Six. Well, obviously, if okay, yeah, it it could be Alabama or LSU, depending on what Tennessee, what the rest of their season looks like. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so much left in college football that needs to shake down. And it's going to be really exciting to watch it, but it starts it starts in Austin. Second game day for TCU as well. I mean, this is a team that, unfortunately, has probably not gotten as much hype as they deserve. They're just not sexy. Contraire, because it's Fort Worth. Contraire to the population of the student body, they are uh, not a... St- yeah, hey, they might have a wide receiver who's just as good as our guy. Quentin Johnson? Yeah. We're, we're going to tee up the game, but without a doubt. Yeah, but, and obviously we'll talk about it with Quan too and, and mm-hmm. what he's seen from that guy this year. Mm-hmm. We know what Max Duggan has been able to do to us in past. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that, you know, Martinez, he only had 52 on the ground. He did it's run amazing. for a touchdown. But Duggan has always crushed us. Um, he's crushing everyone this year. He's crushing sure. But I'm so happy looking at that stat line out of Martinez, who was banged up. Who was Deuce Vaughn's stat line? We held Deuce Vaughn to under eighty. He had he had eight catches for seventy three yards in the air. He had eighty catch. He had eighty Vaughn, yards in the air. Checkdowns. Yeah, I mean they had like one really big play to Knowles for sixty two yards, but outside of that, they were in the same boat as us. Everything under thirty, like you know, like yeah. we kept the ball in front of us for the most part. Uh, I know we let them back in. But it, to me, it's more indicative of the complementary football or the lack of complementary football we're seeing with the offense in the second half. We still need to find the step on the throats. Yep. Like, there's none of that really there. Step on the throats, and we'll step on the pause button for this episode. Solid. The stop button. Solid. And we'll get back to you later this week to do a TCU preview. Yeah. All right. Hook and hopefully horns. have some more recruiting news. Yeah. Yeah, we will. See you guys later. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.